Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba. Shalom and welcome to Unstoppable Faith. Uh, thank you for joining us once again uh, on Unstoppable Faith. Uh, hey, we are so thankful and grateful for your support, your prayers, and uh, we say thank you to our partners from around the world for making this program possible in uh, many nations. And we want to also mention that you can take, you can uh, actually watch now Unstoppable Faith uh, right there in Africa on uh, Live TV on Topstar Decoder Channel One One. Two, we are glad to bring you men and women of God who share solid, biblical, biblically sound teaching on this program. Once again, this week I have Pastor Chip Ingram. We enjoyed his teaching, and we're gonna look at anxiety. He's the author of "I Choose Peace: How to Quiet Your Heart in an Anxious World." Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with Pastor Chip Ingram. Thank you so very much, sir, for coming on Unstoppable Faith. My joy, Dr. Kazumba. Let me go to this question here. We know with the pandemic, the division in the United States, which also we see divisions in so many countries, uh, 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 is on the rise. And then uh, the rise of social media, that uh, anxiety is at all time high, especially among the youth, what specific counsel can you provide to overcome anxiety? Well, the apostle, uh, this is nothing new. The apostle Paul addresses this in Philippians chapter 4, very specifically in verses 6 and 7. And that, that word for anxiety, literally, it's, uh, it's, there's a couple word pictures as you study the word. Yes, it's, it's an unease, an apprehension, a dread, a concern, tension. But, but it's, it's the idea of being strangled and the idea of having your thoughts pulled in multiple directions. Uh, anxiety at the core primarily is uh, taking the issues and the fears about tomorrow or what other people think and bringing them into today. In other words, what if this pandemic never changes? I've missed so much of school. What, what if I can't get the career? Uh, what are other people thinking of me because... This is what I saw on, on Facebook or Instagram or Slack or TikTok. And, and so we, we have a world that's bombarded by uncertainty, that's fueling fear, uh, the ideas of financial pressure, uh, maybe I'll never get married. I mean, all those unanswered questions begin to create anxiety. And anxiety is when our mind it starts to just go everywhere, and it's like we can't get it to stop. And the Apostle Paul, uh, beginning in verse uh, 6, literally gives us a command. He says, stop being anxious about anything. Now think about that. Uh, grammatically, it's not just be anxious for nothing. But literally, it's, uh, I actually wrote it out in the book, uh, word for word in the order that we find it in the Greek New Testament. Nothing be anxious about. And then there's this big but in everything. By prayer 
by petition, with thanksgiving, let the request of you be made known unto God. And then here's the promise. And the peace of God that surpasses all intellectual understanding will guard your heart and your mind, uh, your thoughts in Christ Jesus. And so uh, there's, a, there's a negative command, stop being anxious. And then there's a positive command. And in that positive command, what I remind people is um, there's four specific words that he uses for prayer. And do, do I have time to tell a quick story to help people? On yes, this yes, sir, you do. I, I was, um, I, in my early years, I remember um, a friend who was overwhelmed with anxiety. And we've all probably had a friend like this where you, you talk with them and they, they, they've had a hard life and they have struggles. And your very first time you meet them, they tell you about all their struggles and your heart go out to them and you pray with them. And then, you know, you see them, they meet someone else and they tell them the same story. And then you meet them the next week and they tell you the same story. And it's almost like there's a, a record or a tape going into their brain that they just keep stressing and anxious over and over and over. And so I, um, I got with this brother and I said, I knew this verse, let's pray about this. And I said, I mean, let's get serious. So we'll both get on our knees. We got on our knees. And I, and I said to him, I'll, I'll call him Jim. That's not his real name. But um, you pray first, Jim, and then I'll pray. And so we both bow our head. Jim bows his head. And Lord, you know the difficult childhood I had. You know what happened when I was 13. You know the job that didn't work out. You know what happened to my sister and why this happened. And I was sitting there listening, and I thought, he whines and complains and is anxious with me. He whines and complains and is anxious with everyone else. And we're praying, and he's not really praying. He's just whining and complaining and being anxious in the presence of God. And so I put my hand on his shoulder. I said, Jim, stop praying. He looked at me like, what? I said, stop. He said, that kind of prayer doesn't resolve anxiety. Mm. He said, what do you mean? I said, that's not biblical prayer. I said, the Apostle Paul uses four specific words. There's a kind of prayer that will quiet your heart and give you God's peace, mm -hmm. but that's not it. Wow. And so um, let, let me just go through those four things if I can, because many of you are anxious right now. Is that, is that okay? Do I have time to do yes, that? Yes, sir. We have, we have time. It's your platform. It's your okay. platform. Go ahead. The, the first word when he says, don't be anxious for anything, let's pause. And this is, this is challenging, and I don't mean this harshly, but if it's a command and we don't obey a command, what do we normally call that? We, we normally call that sin, don't we? Yeah. But see, when it comes to anxiety, I think we live in a psychological culture that we, oh, well, we all do this. It's okay. And, and, and thinking we can just keep, it's detrimental. Anxiety crush your soul. It's, it's like a disease. And I'm not saying that you'll never be anxious, but I'm saying that every time you're anxious, there's something to do that God can bring you peace. So here's how we pray. And I'll, I'll be brief and a doctor can tell you where you can listen to maybe a full teaching. By prayer, it, it's a general word for God. It means coming into the presence of God. And so I feel anxious. I feel anxious about the pandemic. I feel anxious about my marriage or one of my kids or whatever. First, by prayer, pause. And this is remember who God is. Mm -hmm. This is adore God. 
come into his presence. Oh God, praise him. You are mighty. You are powerful. You are all-knowing. You spoke, and this Milky Way of two billion stars came into existence. You spoke, and there's 200 billion other uh, galaxies, not just stars. You know all things. You're the Alpha. You're the Omega. You died for me. You love me. I praise you. You're a sovereign God. You're a good God. You've been faithful in the past. Spend some time by prayer. We often shut our eyes to pray and we start talking, but we're talking to the air. We don't remember, I'm coming before the presence of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, unapproachable light, and yet who says that I'm the apple of his eye, that he has me engraved on his palm, that, that he protects me like the pupil of his eye, that, that he sings over me, Zephaniah 3, that you're precious in his sight. So we first come praising God for who he is and remembering by prayer. And, and the next word he says is by all prayer and supplication. And, and supplication is asking, but, but the, the lens of supplication is out of need. I, I can't do this. Lord, you are that great, but I can't get over this resentment. I can't get over these feelings of fear when I see everyone with masks. I, I need you. Uh, my strength, my power, my ability. And so I'm supplicating. I'm coming and I'm admitting my need. Psalm 34, 17 and 18 says, The righteous cry, and the Lord hears and delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Part of what we need to do with our emotions we need to bring those anxieties and those fears and those emotions into the presence of God. This is who you are, and now this is who I am, and I'm sharing honestly. These are the struggles. It's very interesting. He says, they are my cries. Read through the Psalms. This is not just praying inside your head. This isn't just thinking. We can pray that way. But there's something about verbalizing and praying where you can pray out loud and you can emote and tell God, I'm afraid, I'm struggling, I'm hurting, I'm sad, I need you. And so you've come into this presence of who God is, and now you're supplicating, identifying with your need. And then it says, with thanksgiving. And so it, the, the way this is, is in the text, it has the idea of giving thanks, but even peppered through this, it's that, you're all-knowing and all-powerful, Lord. Thank you that you care about me. Mm -hmm. But the thanksgiving, you begin to then thank God for what you do have. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is rooted in fear about the future, fear of what we don't have, anxious about what might not happen or what will happen. When you are thanking God for what you do have, you can't simultaneously be focused or anxious about what you don't have. And so let's say you have a, a challenge in your marriage. Lord, I thank you that my husband is a good provider. I thank you for the kind of mother that my wife is. I thank you that we have 11 years and you've been faithful to us. I thank you that we have friends that support us. I thank you, Lord, that I do have a job. Lord, I thank you that I have a church that I... You begin to thank God and thank God and praise God. What, what happens is it changes your perspective. That's why if we have time to look at the next section. He says there's going to be a peace of God. 
But what he promises, the God of peace happens when you recognize the source of much of your anxiety is the information you're letting into your mind. So prayer number one, this is who God is. Prayer number two, it's I'm coming, but really being honest about my needs. And then I'm giving thanks. And then the, the last word is let your requests be made known. That, that is specific. I mean, that's like taking you know, a grocery list before God. So often, oh God, make it better. Well, make what better? No, no, this is like, this is praying. Lord, I'm asking you to give me the grace specifically to approach so-and-so to resolve this conflict. Lord, I need $600 by next Tuesday. I'm asking you for $600. Lord, I'm asking you to open a door so that my child can go to school. Amen. This is very, you bring, I, I write mine, oh, I have it in my briefcase, but I, I have a little journal that I keep. And when I'm praying through like this, I get anxious like everyone else. When I get to the, let your request known, I, I put, I write a little box in my journal and then I take my anxiety and I flip it into a prayer request. Amen. Lord, I'm asking you today to give me wisdom in this meeting because it could be very contentious. <laughs> Lord, I'm asking you right now, will you help my granddaughter who's very anxious right now too? And I write that out. And then I offer it to him. Amen. And there's something about getting it out of your brain onto a sheet of paper and going through this process. Sorry, I'm having trouble hearing. And then it's... It, that's what it means when it says casting all your care upon him because it cares for you. That's the kind of prayer. And here's what you'll experience, the peace of God. Did all your circumstances change? Probably not. But guess how? Guess who's looking at them differently? Now, instead of them weighing your heart down, you offered them to someone who loves you so much he died for you. You're offering him to someone whose power raised Christ from the dead, who dwells inside of you. Yes. And I will just say, the only way to pray like that is to pray with an open Bible where Amen. you are taking God's word and his promises. Lord, you said you would meet my needs. So I'm, I'm, I'm basing it not on how wonderful I am. I'm basing it on what you promised me. And I will say, um, before we close out on this kind of prayer, is it's very important at some point to pause and sit quietly mm -hmm. and pray the truth of Psalm 139, where 23 and 24, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and see if there be any wicked way in me, and then lead me in your eternal or everlasting ways. Yes. Sometimes our anxiety is rooted in we violated our conscience. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in a relationship that you know is wrong and you feel anxious. You should feel anxious. Uh, you're spending money and going into debt and you don't have the money and you're feeling anxious. You should feel anxious. And what God said, but he's, he's not down on you. It's like, okay, he shows you, okay, now I can do something about it rather than having these emotions go round and round and round in my brain. And when they do, what do we do? We eat things that we don't need. We substitute things. Uh, for, for some who have struggled with addictions, they go back to the addiction of alcohol or pornography. Anxiety, you, want, you just want a fix. You, you just want something to relieve the anxiety. 
and there's a downward spiral that happens. And then guess what? You're anxious about your addiction. Wow. And so God says, let, we have to stop the spiral and we make it an upward spiral of God, my need, my thanksgiving, bring my request. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, it says, here's, here's my little mantra. When anxiety knocks on the door of my heart, let biblical prayer answer it as you run into your father's arms. Just this morning, I was uh, reading uh, Psalm 27, and David talks about all the things that were coming. He says, the Lord's my light, my salvation, but I won't fear. The Lord, the Lord is, is the defense, the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I dread? And then he goes and he, he says, the one thing I'm asking of God, the thing that I will seek is I want to dwell in his presence, to behold like the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of him. And, and so the, if Jesus in his physical resurrection body was sitting right next to you or walking with you to work, and whatever issue came into your life, and his arm was on your shoulder saying, we've got this. I don't know about you. I don't think I'd be too uptight. Mm -hmm. And what he's saying is, we have that even better because he's not just on the side with us. He is within us. Amen. So uh, that, that's, that, that's, I believe, God's antidote for mm -hmm. anxiety. And, and I would just say, too, so you don't feel bad, mm -hmm. there are times... I have to pray like that, not twice or three times, five times in a day. If, if something's really bothering me, it comes at me, then I'm going to pray like that. Yes. If it comes at me again, I'm going to pray like that. And, and I may be a little slow, but I'm just going to keep doing that mm -hmm. because early on, what do we do? We give it to God and then we, I, 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 I like the, the title of your book that I saw on the left, right? You know, give, give it to God and then go to bed. Yeah, this one. Yes. Give it, give it, give it to God and uh, go to bed. <laughs> We're going to be having uh, Laura Harris as well on Unstoppable Faith. But this is, uh, this is so profound, uh, um, uh, Pastor Chip. The things you are sharing, it is uh, just what we need in this season. I feel that way as well. And I like you sharing that because, uh, you know, people think like, uh, as pastors, leaders, don't feel anxious. We do. Actually, one of the, this will obviously blow the people's mind. Before I speak at the conference, sometimes I'm just too anxious. I said, God, I, I got nothing to say. And unless you come down and uh, really help me speak and, uh, you know, God always uh, comes through. But I like the points that you also make. If you are feeling anxious because of uh, some relationships that you are in that you shouldn't be, you should feel anxious and it should lead you to go and make some changes. That is so powerful. Now, before I ask you, man of God, to pray, I, wanna, I want you to touch on this uh, question here uh, uh, before we let you go and then uh, you pray for our audience around the world. Many people in this season are feeling uh, hopeless and discouraged. We've never felt like this in uh, recent years. Like this is one of those seasons where hopelessness and discouragement is like a theme everywhere you go. Now, you make a statement in the book uh, that uh, we are what we eat physically 
as well as uh, mentally and uh, spiritually. What are some of uh, the practical ways to overcome these feelings of uh, hopelessness and hopelessness that many of us are feeling? Yeah, there's a, there's a little pattern that is just how God made us, is negative thinking creates fearful emotions that leads to ungodly behavior and devastating consequences. And godly or positive thinking on what's true and what's right creates peaceful emotions that leads to godly behavior and fruitful consequences. Um, we're the product of our thought life, right? I mean, Proverbs 23, 7, as a man or woman thinks, so is he, or so you will become. Uh, all through scripture, uh, the key to transformation is in the renewing of your mind. You know, Colossians, set your mind on the things that are above. Uh, Romans 8, the mindset on the flesh is death. The mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Uh, over and over, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that your life could experience God's will. And so here's, here's what I think happens. Um, we used to live in a world where there was a village, and you would know the problems of you, your family, and a few other families, and maybe hear about a problem of a village 10, 20, 30 miles away. Uh, then we had cities, and then we had television. Well, now we have smartphones, and now we have all these cable stations. Mm -hmm. You need to understand that your mind was never intended to absorb all the problems of all the world because our mind is made to deal with issues and what should I do? If, if you sit down and watch 30 minutes of the news every day or scroll on your phone and read, oh, uh, here's what's COVID in India. There, there's a flood happened over here. Uh, there's another thing broke out in Sudan. Uh, the, there's $30 trillion of debt here in the US. There's political division over here. All of those things bombard you. Mm -hmm. most of which you have no control over. Now, don't hear that you should not be aware of what's happening in the world, but you need to be just enough aware so that you can be a kingdom citizen who where you live and what you do, you can walk with God and love people and be the man or the woman he wants you to be. Mm -hmm. But what we have done now, we have people that we, we now know when our youth are on social media and that we know that it's been designed to be addictive is that when they get messages all the time that are distracting their brain and when they see pictures of everyone else's preferred future or if adults are watching constantly um, pictures of this is what happened in the Middle East conflict and this happened over here, studies have been done that people who watch the news and taken lots of negative things, believe the world is not safe, that it will happen to them, are less likely to help other people, and have what much higher levels of anxiety. And so I, I say to people, test this out. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. uh, three days would be good, seven days would be better. Do a three-day or seven-day media fast. No TV, no Netflix, um, email only if you have to use it for work, uh, you don't scroll on your phone, no Facebook, no social media for a week, don't watch the news. And then take one key passage, maybe it's Philippians chapter 4 or, or Romans 12, some core passage or a classic Psalm 27 or Psalm 34 and 
since you will be bored and be nervous, then take just one passage and keep reading it over and just start to memorize it and meditate on it for three days, just three days. If you do it for seven days, you'll have a bigger impact. But what you'll find is, is that literally it's just like detoxing. You'll detox your mind. You'll detox your brain. Pretty, you'll, you'll be feeding your soul with truth. Now, again, I'm not saying never watch the news or never use your phone. What I'm saying is you're inundated. You're being poured over every moment of every day with all the challenges worldwide. And your mind and body are responding exactly the way they should. They want to solve those things. Mm -hmm. And since you can't, it produces fear and anxiety and behaviors to pacify them that are bad for your body, your emotions, your relationships, and your soul. And so I, I give some real practical things in the book to, to walk through that, but that's the overview. And I encourage you to get uh, this copy of the book. We're going to tell you right away how to get this copy. I have a giveaway copy. If you've watched the two episodes of uh, Pastor Chip Ingram here on KITV, write to us, info at KITV Network, and I want to give you this book. By the way, I want to give this book to a person who is struggling with anxiety and you've been looking for peace uh, outside. I know this book is going to add a lot of uh, spiritual value into your life and change your life. Pastor, this, this has been uh, so powerful. I want to ask you because um, I, I want you to pray for our audience around the world. Uh, um, I, wanna take, I want you to take some time right now and just uh, pray for those who feel anxious, those who don't see uh, the future as bright as they should see it. And after that, I want you to tell us where the audience can go to connect with you and also to get the copy of the book. Go right ahead, sir. Glad to. Almighty and ever-living God, we pause. We want to be still. We want to cease our striving right now. And we know that you're God. Yes, Lord. We thank you that you're a sovereign God and in control. Jesus. We thank you that your purposes cannot be thwarted. Mm -hmm. Lord, we thank you that even in a fallen and evil world, you have restricted evil. Yes, Lord. In its impact. And you have even promised to flip that evil and use it for good for those of us that would trust you and walk with you. Yes, Lord. Lord, you've promised that our suffering would not be in vain, Jesus. but that you left us an example, mm -hmm. that you who suffered yes, Lord. entrusted your soul mm -hmm. to the Father. Mm -hmm. And so I pray for my brothers and sisters now that are struggling and anxious and fearful. Mm -hmm. Lord, would you um, remind them of your great promise? Mm -hmm. You told us if we would draw near to you, that you would draw near to us. Yes, Lord. And God, then you gave us the formula, resist the devil, draw near to you. You said, cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your heart, you double-minded. Mm -hmm. And then you said, as we would humble ourselves and seek you, yes, Lord. That you would lift us up. Mm -hmm. Would you lift up and calm my brothers and sisters? Would yes, you Lord. allow them to trust you in the midst of all the uncertainty? Thank you, Jesus. God, would you provide as they turn to you right now and they ask for provision and protection and help and peace. 
Lord, as they pray the way we talked about, and they do it today, would you cause your peace to fill their heart and their mind in ways like never before? Yes, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And where, where, where they can uh, the audience get the copy of the book and go to connect with you and also learn more about this topic we're talking about? It's available on our uh, website at livingontheedge, all one word, dot org, or obviously, you know, Amazon, in any place that sells books. And then I would say uh, I have this teaching on, on audio and also with some short videos that are free if they go to the app store any app store and just type in my name chip ingram and you can download it for free and then all the messages that i've taught in the last six or nine months uh they'll be on there they can listen to them and there's some short discipleship videos about how to pray how to walk with god that i think you thank you so very much pastor chip for coming on unstoppable faith my joy I've I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot and I'm so thankful for you. And to our viewers, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord watch over you. Until then, shalom, shalom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at and share your testimony.